You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In this episode, we're answering the question, what does it look like practically to have a relationship with God? So we talk a lot about how we have a relationship with God, but what does that actually mean? Relationships involve communication and time together, hearing from both parties. What does it actually look like to have a relationship with God, and what does that mean for our lives? Welcome into Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got the rest of our leadership team here, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our question today is, what does it mean practically to have a relationship with God? So I don't know what your experience has been like in your life following Jesus, but for me, I know that there are times where I hear people talk about how they have this vibrant relationship with God. And there are times in my life where I felt that way, but then there are other times in my life where I feel like I have been reading scripture and kind of saying, okay, God, I'm ready to hear from you. And uh, I don't necessarily hear anything. And so kind of this dynamic of, of what does it actually look like practically for us? You know, we know that we have the opportunity to have a relationship with God through Jesus, but a relationship implies two-way communication and and closeness. And what is that? How do, how do we do that as Christians? What, what do we do? What are some practical things that you do? What does that look like in our lives? Well, conceptually, a good starting point is probably to say what the, what it doesn't mean, just to, just to kind of identify what we're not talking about. I mean, I think we would all say it's entirely possible to be religious, to attend church regularly, to grow up in a Christian home, to, to read the Bible be in and around yeah groups that Proximity. are reading the Bible and not have a relationship with God. So what it can't mean is simply participating Proximity. in the, yeah. yeah participating in the ritual or uh, religious rhythm of Christianity. It doesn't mean that. It must mean something more than that. That's really good. Yeah. One of the questions that when you were opening it up is uh, how would you describe your relationship with Emily as vibrant? Or would you just say, <laughs> I mean, I, well, it's a trap. I just, <laughs> <laughs> That's a trap. <laughs> Emily, are you Morning. listening? Morning. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, to me, part of it, you know, sometimes we, we think, oh, every day I should have this. Yeah, uh, cloud nine. Yeah, and I think with Karen, I mean, there, I make contact. We make contact every day. Um, every once in a while, we have uh, great, great conversations. We have great, great conversations because we make contact. Yeah, a little bit every day, hmm. uh, and some of those we're we're not even thinking about. We're just spending time together. One of the reasons I get up. And I spend time consistently with God. Uh, is that I never know when those times are yeah. coming, but I also know that uh, my my time with God is important. Whether I'm reading, I mean, there are times when I read the Bible, and I'm probably like everybody else, where I don't get much. Yeah, and I just think, all right, that was a tough one today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a, not a waste of time. Any more than me having a conversation with uh, somebody that I love and care about, and trying to grade our relationship based on that particular conversation, and walking away and going, "That was a waste of time." It's never a waste of time if yeah. you have if you're because everything's like a like a single thread being thrown across uh-huh. you know, a bridge. And so, for me, that's the consistency is important. And so. I think another word that comes to mind for me when I think about this is contradiction. I mean, I, I think this is the difference for, but for me, this is the difference between people I know of and people I know. 
people I know of, I have an impression of them, you know, a, a, a writer that I like, a celebrity that whose music I follow or movies I watch or whatever, I'll have a perception of them that just kind of lives because all I know of them is the public persona they put forward versus the people that I know, I am constantly having to revise who they are and what they want, what they like, what they don't like, who I need to be, who they expect me to be. And that goes to my wife, to my children, because uh, I'm constantly learning about them and I'm constantly, Mm -hmm. I'm interacting with a real person who can say, "Uh, yeah, I don't like that. You know, or yeah, you would think I would feel that way, but I don't feel that way. I don't know how many times I've had a conversation with my wife where she says, yeah, yeah, thanks for telling me how I feel. That's not actually how I feel. <laughs> this is how I feel. And and in that moment, she's contradicting me. But the the beauty of that is the celebrity who I'm never contradicted by, mm-hmm. the reason why is because I don't actually engage them. Yeah, yeah. So the beauty of contradiction is I am actually coming to know my wife, my friend, my child, whatever. And, and so I'm recalibrating based on actual real information. And every person that I've ever known who has a relationship with God can articulate experiences with God wherein they are contradicted. That would be one of the ways that you know, right, that you're not in a relationship with God. You know, you started by saying what it's not. Yeah. Right. If you've never been contradicted, never been corrected, never had... If you feel like God approves of everything you've ever done and and do... Or, yeah, that every opinion you had of God, not even just the moral choices you're making, but, you know, part of reading the Bible is you're constantly discovering new things about God that you're like, oh, I I didn't know that, or I hadn't thought of that, or I hadn't. And so it's not just a contradiction of like, I want this, but I'm being told I can't have that. Although, yes, it's also a contradiction of just new information coming in that, you know, so I, I remember a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, my wife and I went to a sushi place for the first time together. I don't think we had ever eaten sushi together. And I wasn't sure what kind of sushi she liked. She wasn't sure what kind of sushi she liked. So I ordered three or four different things. I said, let's see what you like. I mean, that's part of the excitement of a relationship is I'm learning her, right? I'm learning what she likes. I'm like, why do you like this? Why do you not like that? And there is an element of coming to know God is discovering a person. God is personal, Mm -hmm. right? There are things about him that I don't already know that I am coming to know. I remember reading a commentary on the book of Job, and the commentator was really interesting because he said that uh, the reasons that God uh, was super frustrated with Job's friends by the end is because they talked about him as if he was Mm -hmm. a theory. Conceptually. Right. And Job was really mad at God. I mean, when you read Job, you're kind of shocked at how Job talks kind of to God. Um, but what this guy said is that Job's relationship with God was like a, a wife throwing her shoe at her husband, that he loved God. God was, uh, he was confused by God. He was angry with God, but he was engaging God yes. as a person yeah. and saying, I want to, I want to see you. I want to make my case before you. I want, and, I want to understand and why God you're going. Yeah. Okay. And at the end, then Job want. was going, okay, I got what I wanted. And yeah. Whereas the friends are right. are not, they're talking about God. Right. I was if, just yeah. sharing that at, a, at an event I was at yesterday was that God wants us to trust him enough to be able to 
throw at him all of the hard stuff, all of our emotion, all of our questions. And that in and of itself speaks to just a depth of relationship that you don't have if you're just only coming to him when things feel like they're all put together and things like they're... Yeah, what's interesting about the book of Job is that they have a closed theology. The friends are so sure that if you do good, you get good. Right. If you do bad, you get bad. Therefore, if you're experiencing bad... It has to be you've done something wrong. So they keep telling Job over and over again, you've done something. This is how God works. And and part of what is happening in the book of Job is God is showing up. And that's what he does the whole, were you there when I right, formed the right. earth? He's going, you have no idea all the plans I have mm-hmm. or the things I'm doing or the... And that's what humbles Job is he yeah. realizes, oh, there, there are things that God is doing. We've treated God as though he fits inside our brains and there are things God's doing that we have no idea about. And what I know is that he loves me and that he's in charge and he'll take care of me. And so it's just this idea that that if you're so sure you know everything about God, to me, that implies an ab- the absence of relationship because relationship always results in contradiction. Well, look at the depth of that relationship between God and Job that He's taking that correction from God, and it's coming from God in great love, even though God's saying some really hard stuff to him. And again, and just to me, that's the, the thing, death. too, is that whenever, like, if I can see when God is contradicting me, that mm-hmm. it's such an act of love, that he cares so much, that he yeah. would, uh, like, uh, you know, I started doing this thing, communion, I've done it a few th- times now, where I've said, before you take communion, ask Jesus if there's what anything you're doing that... He wants you to stop doing anything you're not doing. They want you to start. Uh, that has impacted me. Yeah. And I always thought, and I've thought, oh, uh, what an amazing gift that is that God would say, okay, this is what I want you to stop doing. And it's because I love you, hmm. cares about me, that he cares about me. Uh, if you, If I can look at it like that, then I welcome any kind of, correction that he gives me because it's for my good. And that and that's brings up something foundational. Maybe the underbelly of relationship with God from a Christian perspective is this deep belief and trust in that he loves us. Yeah. Yeah. That he's for us. And you know, one that that belief has been won through the person and work of Jesus Christ that we are just utterly convinced he loves us and so the we you're inviting him in. It's kind of like when you're you're sharing your heart with a friend or a family member that you're close to, and you can tell they want to say something, and you go, what? And they go, well, no, I don't want to. And you go, no, no, I want to know. What do you say? And what you're saying is, I, I know you. I love you. I trust you. If you have an opinion on this, I, I want to hear it. Please yeah. don't withhold it. And I think it's similar from a Christian perspective that we are saying to God, no, no, no. Every area of my life, I want you to invade because because I've come to believe you love me and you're for me. And so that whatever you introduce, even if it's hard to hear, even if it's hard to, to accept, I know ultimately it is, it is for my good. I think maybe another part of a relationship that uh, is the converse of that, where uh, if you're in a relationship with a real person, you can't demand them to communicate with you. Similarly to... You know, when Job is saying, God, speak, 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 uh, I think, you know, even sometimes in my own, uh, to my own detriment, if I spend time in God's word and I feel like, okay, I didn't really get anything out of that today, I, I will say, oh, think, okay, that wasn't really, you know, that was a waste of time. Maybe I don't need to do that. And uh, really what I'm doing in that moment is saying, you know, 
Lord, I demand you speak to me. Yeah, yeah. I gave. I had a half hour. I set aside the time. Forty five. I put in the work. I demand you tell me something. <laughs> yeah, and in reality, he's a real person. So right. you know, it's like if I, uh, yeah, if I want to have a conversation with my wife, she also has to want to have a conversation with right. me. It's not like I can mandate that. So I loved how Zach started this off because thinking about the whole proximity piece. So how do I know? if I am only existing in that proximity category versus relationship. I mean, I know we've been talking about different things, but is is there a specific lever to pull? I don't think there is. Is it Where would you find that lever? I don't <laughs> yeah, to me, to me I think um your a relationship has to uh change uh who I am and how I respond to things, right? So for me one of the ways that I feel like I know I have a relationship with God is uh, when uh, in the in the middle of a day uh, something happens and my thoughts go yeah. to go to God, yep. um, and I feel like uh, that's when sometimes correction takes place, or uh, that's when I feel like now that's I, I want to be careful there because I I'd, I've had people tell me before you know God spoke to me, says this, you know, he said this to me and I'm going, now oh, be careful with that, you know, because a lot of our, our antennas are broken, which is right, why we have right. the Bible. Right. Because it tells us what God is really like. When, when I just assume that he's speaking directly to me, I want to be careful with that. But for me, one of the ways I know I have a relationship with, uh, with anybody is that it, uh, it consumes, it changes the way I approach uh, a day, uh, it will. There, a thought about them will come to me during during a day about them, for them, with them. So, yeah, I think about one of the levers that you could pull is community. I, I mean, I, I feel like in two ways. I mean, one is I kind of have in mind that if we all were together and we had lost a friend, like a friend that we all had, they passed away. And we were sitting around swapping stories of uh, that friend and, and things they had done that, you know, Jimmy, maybe something they had done for you that I didn't even know about, is that what, what would be happening in that moment is I wouldn't just be sharing what that friend meant to me. I would be gaining new insight into the beauty of that yeah. person because of their interactions. Right. Community is often like that, where, where maybe I did have that morning with God where I just felt like nothing really happened and the needle hadn't really moved. But but as I gather with other people and hear what God yeah. is doing in their lives, right. right, I see his beauty in a way that that I didn't. I didn't know that story. I didn't know what God had done. I that that's really cool. That's it's an it's a reminder that God is moving. Even mm-hmm. if it doesn't seem like that in my life, he he is moving. And seeing the growth in other people, seeing the provision for other people. It creates all these opportunities to kind of marvel at God and to, you know, Jesus will say, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? right? And it creates that hunger in me. Lord, I I want to see and experience what what you have done. Uh, You you know, it's like uh, uh, Caitlin Heinel, who... uh, has worked for, for us in the past uh, as a member of Christ Community Chapel who was ill for a long time and was healed. One of the great things about her is that even just interacting with her every day was a reminder of God's goodness. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Sure. And she would always say that from her perspective, like, hey, whatever's going on, I know God loves me because look at what Absolutely, he did. You know, look yeah. what he did. And I think that's the power of community is that we, we just see 
parts of God that remind us of why we fell in love with him in the first place. And I think that is a lever you can pull that to say, hey, some weeks it's going to be me who shows up to circle with a really cool story about God, and you're all going to kind of you know, uh, draft off of me in, in, in my momentum. And then some weeks it's going to be you. And But what's important is we're, we're showing each other the faithfulness and beauty of God. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.